Head and Thunder out there. Here's Wotherspoon. So Gogic's the dummy. In comes the ball! And there is the goal! A superb season has just become an extraordinary season! Double winners! History makers! Brown struck it really well! And there is Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St. Johnson one up in Austria. Stevie May! Bedlam, chaos, blue limbs everywhere. Hello everyone, we are back. It's episode, what knows what it is, 86, Dan? Yes. Good. It's been a wee while, certainly, but we are back. It's the Dogger Saints unofficial St. Johnson podcast, and we are here to talk about St. Johnson, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Uh, we've had seven or eight weeks off, but we're back. Dan, how are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well, and I hope everyone listening is very well. I mean, we ended the podcast and bought it back without actually making any sort of dint into games. What a, what a world. <laughs> We did okay. It was it was a topsy turvy seven or eight weeks. We didn't think we'd be able to do it anymore because of your kind generosity. There was money in the pot, so we've been able to buy our own equipment since I've not been able to access the original equipment. So if it does sound a little bit different, that's because we're not on a one thousand pound radio equipment anymore, and I am in my mum's spare room. <laughs> not ideal. That, that's it. For great adversity comes great podcasting, and we want to give you big time, good time podcasting. To go into the new season because we're not getting any good time, big time football. We certainly are not. Um, but what I do have is a series of buttons, which I, I my old desk used to have the buttons built in, but I've had to download an app for such thing. Now, I don't think you can hear it. So if I press this button, I'm listening to PS stuff and you can hear that. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, Fiesta. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Teething problems the first couple of weeks, I'd imagine, until we get this completely sussed. But we do have a packed show. A couple of, I've been deeming it the all-new St. Johnston podcast. It, it's very much the same very much the same podcast. We've got the same features. We've got the same football team. That football team continues to be not very good. And it's, it's still us two numpties. So there we go. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, this is very true. We do have a new feature, though, which I'm very excited for. I'm so excited about this. I think we should just go straight in with it. Let's go in with a bang. Before we start talking about any of that football nonsense, yeah, fuck it. New feature. It's the good, the bad, and the banto. The good, the bad, and the banto. If you're unaware of this, Daniel, you're you're well well aware of the banto. The St. Johnson Banter page is a Facebook group where people like to go and have a, a wee rant now and a time. There is some banter occasionally, and it's run by uh, Elliot Menzies, who's going to be delighted that I pronounced his name correctly for the first time in three years. So we've trolled the 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 banter page of for recent times where people are talking a lot of shit. There is some good in there, but there is some bad. It's all banto, though. There's people that deliberately go on there on the wind-up, including me on occasion, right? And But anyone who does go on the wind-up deliberately, I sort of know. So anyone else, I take at face value. 
I'm going to start with the good this week. We're not going to name any names of any of these people because I don't think it's fair because they might be listeners. They'll know who they are, but we're, we're not, we're just, ha- this is a bit of fun. We're not having a go at you. It's just a bit of fun. This is the good of the banter page and there's a lot of worthwhile, even the bad I'm going to go to, he's got a point as well, but I'm going to read out the good and because in my new feature box, I've got a voice changing feature, which I'm a bit excited for. I don't know if you can hear my voice change, but when it does come to um, the like the actual release, you'll be like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm going to go female voice. Did it make any difference to you, Dan? Literally none. Oh, this is great then. So when you're listening, you'll you'll be able to hear that uh, how ridiculous this sounds. So the first comment was, Sticking my neck out here, I'm going to say now, McLean will steady the ship over the course of the next two seasons and will push for Europe or top six again soon after. He'll weather the storm. It's going to be one hell of a storm, but I predict we will survive this season, and once the squad has been rebuilt, happier times will return. I just feel McLean has always had his ruthless streak and arrogance. His uh, two yellow cards in the dugout will already suggest that, and his self-belief that's required. I believe that he has a strength of character to know what he wants, while also listening to advice. Lastly, he's been around the club for years. He knows us. And to those who don't like the fact he doesn't yet dance around on the touchline, I'm not sure that'd be high on my list of prerequisites. A dose of time, a sack full of patience, and an ocean of nerve. I'm going to say it. Hell yes, he's going to make us better. Good banter. It was reasoned. It was not um, taking swipes. It was. It was an opinion. It, it. It was very much that. But it was done in the right way. Not every all agree with and it. But... I might not necessarily agree with it, but I, I might and I might, I might and I might not. But the way it was presented, very reasoned, very good. And we go good to this man. one. <laughs> Why does May constantly get picked? And the first comment, get rid, end of. Love it. <laughs> that is the banto to a t- Get rid, end of. Get rid. Just get up the fact. What I'm picking up here is that good banto is reasonable but better but bad banter is better than good banter <laughs> yeah good banter yeah. bad banter <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm going with it's um it's pretty good and other news this week is Theo Bear um scored on his debut for Motherwell this week which which is apparently St Johnson's fault um bad banter again <laughs> how long has Bear played for Motherwell a lot less time than he spent at Saints so who or what is the problem in McDermott's staff at least that is my assumption so it's very much St. Johnson's staff's I, fault that we didn't play them very well. I mean, I'd probably apportion um, more blame. In fact, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say good cross, good finish. But I'd actually probably apportion more blame to the Dundee centre-halves who failed to pick up the six-foot-five bloke running into the box. Yeah. Rather than... If we are apportioning blame to anyone... Um, rather than the same staff, and also one swallow doth not make a spring. Did you did you listen to my appearance on the SFF podcast? I did. Yes, you talked about. Uh, did you me talk about it? But yeah, where I very very nearly had a breakdown when they bought Theo um, Theo scoring. Yeah, um, he's good luck, Tom, and it was against oh, Dundee, which brilliant. is great because um, he is a big nice guy. But he, he I, I just don't think he's very good. No, he wasn't. You can't argue with what's in front of your eyes. Um, or maybe maybe you can because apparently he was badly coached. You know what? 
might turn out to be the case. I don't know, but I'm not calling it after one game. No. And one goal. No, but that's the good, the bad of the Banto this week. Um, there was lots more about Theo Bear and the like, but um, not a lot of it ideal. Um, but let's get to footballing action. We, well, we're we're going to gloss over the whole League Cup campaign because shit. Please, let's, please let's do that. And we will go to the weekend game against Hearts. This is what happened. So Graham Carey preparing to take Ron Shanklin, marshalling his men. Right at the edge of the deep for anything that comes back his way. It's a great ball in. And Liam Gordon arguably should have scored. Played it beautifully by Carey. All he had to do was guide it in. Goals in the last 14 meetings of these sides. Still waiting the breakthrough. Now it could come. Tagawa on his debut. Great save. Well, it opened up for the Japanese. But it was the Bulgarian who made the stop. Shanklin played it through. He was onside. McClelland was playing him on. Steadied himself, went early. And that's a good save. Atkinson sends it back in. Breaks down. Oda with a chance! He scored the final goal of last season. He gets the opening goal of this season for Hearts. The corner wasn't a great one. St Johnson with everybody back. And it fell the way of order. The first touch was excellent. The second touch was even better. And Hearts have found the breakthrough. Boyce is onside. He has Shanklin inside. This to finish it. Lawrence Shanklin. Hearts top goal scorer last season. Nets in the first match of this season and sends all three points for sure to Tynecastle. It's finished in Perth. St Johnston nil. Hearts two. A two 0 defeat, but in comparison to Sterling Albion, a decent first hour. Yeah, um, but we are very much in territory of of a. Say it's better than um, Sterling Albion. We are very much into the territory of beating a one-legged man in an arse-kicking competition. Like to see that. But, uh, <laughs> remember Banzai? That used to be something that would probably appear on that. Remember Banzai? It used to be on Sky One years ago. It was like a Japanese Banzai. betting show. Yeah, they'd have like a one-legged striker versus like a one-armed goalkeeper, and you had to bet on who what you think the outcome. And Mister Shaky Handman, who'd get basically get himself down. He used to go down to the red carpet and then shake hands with a celebrity and then you had to basically bet on how long you'd do it for and stuff. Banzai. <laughs> Check it out. It's great. It was mental. Yeah. It was a mental programme. Um, won't get away with it now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, right. So, Hearts, yeah. Um, I think in the end, a fair... I think Hearts deserved the win based on the last half hour after Lowry came on, who was excellent. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, he was excellent against what was then a knackered Saints side. Um, ultimately, it's still, still a defeat. Still, didn't look like winning or particular like scoring. Um, apart from the chance Liam Gordon had, Gordon had in the first half. Yeah, I just think in, I think in general we look pretty poor going forward. Um, or pretty toothless going forward but the real positives were um, the new fellas Are we going to talk about the new guys um, five new players in so far, four, five uh, Five. Jeff Cott, Darry McClelland, Smith yep five, 
Smith and Dimitar Mitov. All five featured on Saturday at some point or other. Mitov, um, I think McLean, I know he's lost Ross Sinclair, and we'll talk, talk about that later on, which is a massive um, shame for the guy who's who double arm break. We'll see him out, so Saints will need to get another goalkeeper in, but I think they'll probably need Absolute to find another... for the boy. Aye, poor bugger, eh? Um, but we'll probably need to get another keeper in when um, he'll get sold in December for millions because he's an absolute worldie. Sam, I got my creative juices flowing this week. Good. And I came up with a poem for Dimitar Mitov. Of course you did. That's obviously the, the, the first thing you'd think about doing. So I'm going to take a quick break from the assessment of, uh, of Saturday's game to read um, my short, I will admit, poem for Dimitar Mitov. Excuse me. You came from Cambridge, a town of scholar, signing for Saints, shunning bigger dollar. You came to the Saints, despite us being guff. I've seen you play three times now. I can't get enough. The first time was at Alloa. I had a pie and a roll. <laughs> Even Stevie May managed to score a goal. <laughs> Aaron Hart's games were more than plenty, but were it not for you, they could have scored 20. I've seen your wife's Insta, and she's really fit. Bring her to a game, and next to me, she can sit. Oh my God, I was wondering where they were going with that. Sorry, get out. <laughs> Protecting the sticks, you make it look like art. Commanding the box, like you command my heart. I might even turn gay, just to tug you off. Please never leave us. My Dimitar, Veselinov, Mitov. Wonderful. Um, I can't give higher praise for that. I need to pick a few bits and pieces from this poem, certainly. There's not many poems that can um, involve a pine a roll, first and foremost. That was that was my first uh, takeaway from that. That was my favourite stanza, because it reminded me of I had a pine a roll at Alloa. <laughs> There's nothing not to like about that. Uh, second of all, I don't think I've seen Demeter Mitov's wife or missus yet. Well, get it sent. Rectify that situation. Get it sent. Is she up there with Naomi? Or Guy Melamed's missus? Oh, I forgot about her. Um, no, nah, I, I can't. I, I can't claim my replacement now, me. I'll be embarrassing when we get Diva Termitov on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, okay. George O'Boyle and the Royal coming up. Well, Dan's looking for that. I'll tell you what's coming up on the podcast today. We've kind of just started diving into it. We will be... Got George O'Boyle and the Royal, as normal. We'll have Club Shop of Shame. We've done the good, the bad, and the banto for the week, which is, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, we'll also be going over Wendy Who. We've got theme team coming up, and we have also be speaking to our headline guest this week. With the women's season kicking off on Sunday and the Women's World Cup on, we thought it'd be the ideal time to speak to the St. Johnson women's management duo of Jamie Reynolds and Kev Candy. So they'll be coming on to talk about their pre-season, their season going forward, and hopefully we'll be able to throw them under a bus a wee bit as well. So our first interview on our new system, so bear with us. Um, we'll see how that all all pan out. She's deleting all the posts off in, posts off Instagram, presumably because a bunch of weirdos from Perth have started following her. But you'll have to take you'll have to take my word on it. Yeah, but pack show, mega kajunga, big time show, right? But we move back. We'll go back to the game against on Saturday and wrap that up, and then we can actually talk about stuff 
that might be fun. We kind of wrapped the game up. Yeah. We, we kind of moved on to the players. Yeah, we did. Make, yeah, yeah. the game was... we. Ars can see Ars scored a good goal and then a goal that I know wasn't offside, but how that Shanklin was basically stood on the goal line for most of it. Yeah. Oh, anyway. 2 0, fair result. Um move on to county next week. We've got plenty to say on that, by the way. Uh yeah, Certainly. so the players. Um Mitov we kind of touched on in the form of poetry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, he's great. <laughs> Good. If we are going to achieve anything this season, he's going to have a pretty big part to play in it until he gets sold to Celtic in January or something. On the um, SFF podcast, you discussed uh, Daddy um, at right back, and I, I think what you said was fairly fairly accurate on that one. He, he's a centre-back who can play right-back, but not as well as a centre-back, basically. No, um, it'll be, well, easy, interesting one. Um because McClelland, actually, we'll just cover him quickly. Um, excellent. Very, very good. He's an absolute lock going forward this season. Um, just looked to the man of born, really. He was, yeah, he was that good. I can't really, there's not a lot to say about him because he just did his job, quietly did his job brilliantly. So, um, but yeah, it's who partners him and... Let's say Dare, uh, Dare Lafonwe, he was, I, th- I thought he was good. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was really good. And he's obviously got a bit of a turn of pace, which will help him at fullback. He looked quicker than Jimmy Brown. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens when Brown's back. Because what I would say for Lafonwe is he looked better at right back than... Um, McGowan and Wright have done in pre-season and in the League Cup um, but he does look like a centre-half to me Look, just looking at his build and the way he sort of he, just like the way, way he defended and, and stuff like that he, like his centre-half which is going to cause could cause a big big decision at some point for McLean. Yeah. Because Liam, Liam Gordon, I love him to pieces, but he's in a pretty extended sub-optimal run of form. Nice. Yeah. And you, you don't know, do you? It just... He's had a bit of a he's had a bit of a nightmare League Cup campaign and um, didn't exactly cover himself in glory. He was better on Saturday, but he didn't cover himself in glory on a couple of occasions. So yeah, um, big decision there. But I, I liked I liked um, I liked Darry Olafunwa. I thought he was very good. Whether he's in the right position, I don't know. Like McClelland, as I've said, um, thirsty for Dimitar Mitov. Um, Matt Smith came on for a, a small cameo near the end of the match, but um, yeah. not enough to say. But he, he seems to have a good pedigree. He's got a good pedigree. Obviously, it's sitting. McLean was really talking. I don't know if you saw the piece in the Courier today, Sam. Um, um, with McLean, um, and he was he was really talking him up. And actually, because I thought what happened on Saturday was with an awful lot of caveats. He had the worst 10 minutes of missing a footballer having his oh, life. Oh, he drank, wasn't he? 
It was absolutely rotten. But that said, he not trained. He was just shoved on the bench because op- other options were school children. <laughs> um, and obviously thrown on to try and get a bit of an impact. Um, obviously didn't happen. But that's what McLean was saying. He's looking for different balls to sort of maybe other mid- other young midfielders. Um maybe a very thinly veiled dig at a young midfielder who fairly unspectacular game on Saturday. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see with him. But like you say, he's got a good pedigree. He's got 19 caps for Wales, which in recent times is absolutely no mean feat. No, not at all. Very decent. But you know what? Vaughn. you can't hear there Dan was the new refreshed Giorgio Boy on the Royal theme tune <laughs> only because That'd my be... hard drive's not working and I couldn't get the original off it so I had to go into YouTube and lift another instrumental version of Winter Wonderland but it's good <laughs> it's good and it sounds great that's the main thing well uh, that'll be a treat for um, I can bring my assessment in next week uh, that'll be a treat after I've done my quality control I need to thank you for cutting me off there because I was starting to do my own heading I was starting to bum myself <laughs> out just <laughs> yeah um <laughs> We're here to bring the good. We're here to bring the good times, Daniel. And with the, our longest, one of our longest-running features, George O'Boy on the Royal. Where have you seen St. Johnson players, and what have they been doing? They don't need to be anything spectacular. It could be anything. We've had things like Jim Weir dropping off a couch somewhere. That was that was a favourite. Uh, Max Kucharavi and TK Max all the time. Apparently, just I see. I see loads. Actually, I seen I seen him and Dan Phillips at the gym earlier on. Bridget. Yeah, both used banner times. Obviously, because they, oh, they we want the gym at McDermott's Fish. But this week's George Bowling Oil is mine, and it's brilliant. Well, I was just going to say, this is going to be a rare treat for me, because I normally, uh, I'm normally tasked with reading out the old boil. It normally takes about an hour, because we just start giggling. So I'm uh, I'm very happy to hand the reins over to you. You told me on Saturday about this, and refused to tell me any details about it. It's you really said, I've good. got one. But I'm not telling you any details. So I need I'm I'm just gonna sit back and I'm gonna be an, a listener for the duration of this. Picture the scene, Dan. Oh, all to sex. Don't picture any scene, I've got cramp. Oh. Cramps back. Well that's a long running feature of the fucking podcast. Oh dearie me. Get a big bag of pretzels. Well, I could have got a big bag of pretzels because picture the scene, Dan. I'm at my mum's and I'm waiting to go get my weekly shop because I'm fending for myself because I'm that type of guy. Uh, so I'm over in Morrison's working around the fruit and vegetable aisle. I'm on a bit of a health kick as well because you have to be. And uh, I'm walking through the fruit and veg department and I spot myself a tall, handsome looking Bulgarian man walking around the fruit and veg department. <laughs> you better believe oh. it. Christo Stoichkov. Unbelievable. Don't know what he's doing in Perth. <laughs> I was going to say, it could be one of two Dimitars, and either one holds a very special place in my heart. I would love a child to call him Dimitar. It's a great name. But it gets better than this, but in, uh, for, 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 for doubt's sake, it was Dimitar Mitov walking around Morrison's. And it gets better because, do you know how in, you get in Tesco, and I, I think it's quite a new thing at Morrison's, Asda has it as well. They've got a small selection of like bananas and apples that kids can take to eat like 
help yourself to a bit of fruit to eat on the way around. Have you seen this in the oh, supermarkets? Yeah. yeah, so it's like loose bananas. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly know where this is going. Dimitar helps himself to a banana and starts eating it. It's for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> just walking around, helps himself to a bit of fruit from the kiddies, but he, and just carries on. I think he was perusing the yogurt section, I believe. Well, there's obviously a cultural barrier there. I think so, but it's not theft because it does say please take. I don't think... He will be a child to somebody, I presume, so he's not breaking any law. That's like when I go shopping with mum or dad, we park the kid in the parent space. You're allowed to do it. Parent and child. Parent and child. They don't put an age range on it. Certainly not. So that was my George O'Brien on the Royal this week. I seen Demeter meet up helping himself to his child's fruit in Morrison's. It doesn't need to be as elaborate or uh, dodgy as that. Any Saints player. Any Saints player at all doing anything. Not doesn't even be current. It could be a former one. Oh, well, you've got me thinking here, Sam. Oh, Some possible examples. I'm thinking fruit larceny <laughs> with former Saints players. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, we'll go with goalkeepers. you ever seen uh, Peter Enkelman um, stealing a avocado from... Waitrose. Waitrose, yeah. I don't know why I, seen, ultimately yeah. when you think about an avocado, I go straight to, to Waitrose. So Wade Charles, there's fact they sell them everywhere. Yeah, but Enkelman played Premier League. He's he's got Wade Charles money. Um, or this has lost its pizzazz. Alan Main stick uh, berry picking and stealing the berries. To be honest with you, mate, that sounds about as legitimate as any other old boy <laughs> could get. That that could very much be an actual thing. But if you do want to drop us any old boils, get us on Twitter. Oh no, you can't get us on Twitter anymore. You get us on was it X? X. It's Twitter. X. X. X going to give it to you. What? It's no, it's Ooh, still it Twitter. Uh, any other name? I'm still calling it Twitter. What's that? DMX. I'm pretty sure he's dead. No. I've seen I'm DJ Casper. Sure, I've seen DJ Casper died. Well, yeah, he did. Cha-cha real smooth. Earl uh, Simmons, professionally known as DMX, was, was an American rapper. Well, here we go. It's an old new St. Johnson podcast, but we're back in the realms of dead celebrities, which seem to be a running theme for a very long time. Here we go, DMX. How did he die? It was 2021. Could be cold. Um, Could be the COVID. Health problems and death. He became addicted to crack cocaine when he was 14 years old. That won't do your health any any. Uh, oh, no. Any good in the long run. Um, multiple organ failure. And his official cause of death was a cocaine-induced heart attack. Well, that took a dark turn awfully quickly. <laughs> Crack is whack. That's, gives you a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my motto for the day. So, listen up, kids. Uh, are you doing, like, pitch-side science for East Fife these days? <laughs> Drugs are for mugs. In Fife, of all places. Unbelievable. That's your George of So get us on Twitter. Drop us a DM. Uh, that's direct mail. Uh, is that have they changed the name of that as well, or is that still what it's called? No, it's direct message, but yeah. you change the name to it. Uh, get us on Facebook, Dogger Saints, the unofficial Saint Johnson podcast. Uh, leave a comment or slide in our DMs in there. Instagram, uh, I think we've still got doggersaints.co.uk. I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. It's not been updated, but we'll need to have a wee look at it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. In terms of our admin side of things, we have sort of fallen behind. Team. 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 Team.
Right, it's theme team time. With our return, there's a very loose link. I've seen Return of the Jedi, and I thought, well, we're returning as well, so let's make it a Star Wars theme. Why not? The return of the wank stains. <laughs> Indeed, we are. Who was that guy, anyway? I don't know. I have a... I have been advised of who it was, but we don't know him. Okay. Um, I think he was one of the reasons I gave up drinking as well, because when I was hungover and I read that, I got very upset with it. Like, mind you, when I'm hungover, I cry at cool running, so um, I was just an emotional wreck, and it just it done me over the edge. And I, was like, I... I cry at cool running sober, so don't worry about it. I was... Um... Just at, at the end of the dad opens his T-shirt up, and I was like, oh, man, right in the oh, heels. No. I've got to finish the race. Yeah, <laughs> that gets me every time. Good film. <laughs> so is Star Wars. A contract. <laughs> Um, we suggested uh, Stevie May the Force Be With You Jar Jar Banks <laughs> my That's really good And uh, The Standalorian But that one was topped by a few of the entries uh, So you're more of a Star Wars guy than me I've only seen I don't think I've seen them all uh, My mate Andy Miller and Gav Russell sat me down Every Thursday and made me watch the original series But I'm not into space and stuff It's not for me See I'm not really I, I just I like Star Wars though but anyway, so one of the... I, I quite like Star Trek. I tell you, do you? Like, yeah. Like the um, that's proper. The older ones with Shatner and stuff like that have a really kooky sort of quality about them, and I quite like the new ones, like Chris Pine. Was was that not the first ever interracial kiss on telly? Was on Star Trek? Might have been, you know. It might, might have been. been. Anyway, Star Wars. I tell you who does know about Star Wars is Colin McKay because he has gone deep in with some of these characters I have never heard of in my life. Uh, but we'll go with it. Uh, he's got Obi Wan Kenobi, which is which is brown. I think there's a few suggestions for that. Uh, Kyle Fumi, General Stevie Grievous. That's really really good. <laughs> to pull Stevie Grieve into this is a thoroughly impressive use of uh, Saint Johnston and Kenny Dukers, Duku Dukers. Count Dooku, yeah. Count Dooku, Dookers, right, okay, that's his. Not having it. Nah, you're not getting that one, right, that's fine. You, um, that could have been right, that, the way I pronounced it, if not, you're going to be. I have to be my uh, my guy on this one. Uh, Samuel Porritt, Mr. St. Johnson himself, D- Danikin Philip Skywalker, Danikin Skywalker, aye. Nah, too generic. Jason... Does he mean me or Dan Phillips? Aye, that's it, Dan, just can't say Dan. Uh, Jason Kerry Fisher. Carrie Fisher played Princess Leia. Graham Carey would have been better, surely. Sam, you had all the elements there, son. <laughs> you had all the elements there for it, and you bluffed your lines. Yodan Phillips. Yoda, Dan Phillips. Yodan Phillips. Yeah. The Death Star in Comrie. Star in Comrie, Aaron Comrie, Star in Comrie, the Death Star in Comrie. Yep, he's getting there. Yeah. Well done. Uh, Stevie Smith, somewhere in here there's a tractor beam. Track no no that's that's not team team not getting that Steve track yeah I, I get what he's going with there Atta tell us so curly ugly which is pretty good that's, pretty... Uh, that's Mikey Cowan uh, my old neighbour uh, Obi Wan Kernobi and Chiff Chi three PO oh oh that's good Mikey you pulled it out of the back there lad very well done Stephen Smith again after his tractor debacle earlier on he's came back with the Rebel Alan Lyons. Rebel Alliance, really Alan Lyons. Yep, that's very good. Uh, Kano Ren. 
to the Kylo yeah. Ren. That's Kev Stewart. Uh, Steve Smith again. Uncle Owen Coyle. I don't know who who Uncle Owen Coyle is. Who's it? Was, it was Luke's uncle. Was his name Uncle Owen? Yeah. Good. Well done then, Steve Smith. I, I don't know why I picked this topic because I can't really appreciate it to its full potential. <laughs> I was going to say this didn't work for you. You just did it for the Photoshop. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> that that was pretty much it. Thanks for making me Han Solo, by the way. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You were uh, the lassie. What's her name? Princess Leia. You were her for a while. Yeah, I would have appreciated that as well. As well as one a fucking Ewok or something. <laughs> I really missed a the trick there. Uh, Paul <laughs> Mackay again, R2A2. That's good. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, Muzz Easley. Muzz Easley. Okay, thanks for that, Dan. And uh, Sarn Porkins, which would be Sam Pork, Sam Parkins. Is there a Sam, Sam Porkins? Park. Yeah, cover me, Parkins. Yeah, I'll that. Good. Well done. You are obviously a Star Wars fan. Neil Tilston, Princess Liam Gordon. Good. That is right <laughs> up our street. That is ideal. Darth Paul Sheeran. Darth Maul, Darth Paul Sheeran. Even I can appreciate that. Colin McCready, well done there. Andrew K, uh, Jedi Morris, which is excellent. That's really good. Who came up with that? Uh, this was Andrew K. Oh, lovely. And he also came up with uh, Chris Malarnium Falcon. Malarnium really Falcon. And Peter Fear is the path to the dark side. Oh, that's really good. I think, Thren, <laughs> I think we'll, you'll be the one to beat this week. Uh, Chuberka. And C three Pizzo, which are excellent. Uh, that's from Struan Taylor, everyone's favourite um, Banto fisherman, uh, Mazespa. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Mazespa is, but I'll take it. That's a thing. Chumaka, Kev Stewart, very good. Uh, Lando Carlsian, Lando Carlsian. Yeah, Lando Carlsian. He was uh, the character played by Billy, my uncle Billy, Billy D. Williams. Um, uh, the Andalorian, nice. He's gonna Neil went with Ando for him there, really. He did. Uh, Colin McCready, another Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Kane Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi for fuck's sake, third time of Vaskin, very good. Uh, Marcus Lightshaber, yeah, which really is good, good uh, from Fizzy. Um, Willie Millennium Faulkner, uh, which is good. Who owned a sandwich shop in one of the O'Brien sandwich shops in Glasgow, which is good. Taddy Amadala. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Princess Amidala. It was in like the, the rubbish middle three. Oh right, okay. Uh, super. That was from Super STS on Twitter. Uh, Goss Nas. This guy's gone up, or woman, I should say, has gone absolutely in with the obscure characters. Goss Nas. That be Sean Goss. It's now at Motherwell. Yeah. But Goss Nas. I totally forgot he played for us. By the way. Yeah. Really bad. Like completely, just blank from my memory. Jason Holt's another one. Jason um, Holt, Ross, and Matt Butcher, I think, were the midfield three at that point, I think. Matt Butcher! <laughs> forgot about him! That was a, it was an odd time in St. Johnson midfield history. That's when we had like injuries that, to Davidson. Did that get curtailed by, um, by COVID? I think it got curtailed that he got offered more money elsewhere. Oh, yeah. So, Matt Butcher. And Yeah, so that is our lot this week. I feel the winner should be Andrew Kay. I do need to come in with um, because a member of uh, McDermott Park oh, staff right. came in with freak, but I need to I need to put this in there, and I need to send all forty um, sent in just to build up to the end. Um, so Qui Gon Jim brackets weird, the Qui Gon John Liam Neeson's character. That's okay. That's okay. The Forest Moon of Ando, like in the Forest Moon of Ando in Return of the Jedi, Death Stamp. A few people have been saying that, to be fair. 
unfortunately, his final entry was Joda. If I if I count it, if staff are allowed to be mentioned. Now that was from Jordan Joe Thompson, the groundsman at McDermott, and you have been disqualified for rank arrogance and putting <laughs> your own name in there. <laughs> you are not getting that, Joda. Certainly not. I Jedi I Morris is quite good as well. Jedi Morris is probably my favourite. I would say, or C three Pizzo is also excellent. Yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards C three Pizzo. Should we put it to a poll? I mean, we will actually do a poll. <laughs> yeah, we won't just say we're going to do one. Don't. No, we'll definitely put that to a poll, and we'll we'll. Oh, there was another one. Uh, Steve Gutridge, sorry, Owen Lars Den Donker. So Owen Lars was um, Lars was the surname of Uncle Owen. Good. I might go back to Star Wars actually. Have you just done this, by the way? To make me look like a massive nerd. You so did that, that yourself you, by saying you like Star Trek. Uh, you just done this to make me look like a nerd. Again, I'm I'm beginning to see some tactics here, Miller. <laughs> this is going to turn into an hour and a half uh, Tinder date, dating video. Did you see that video on YouTube, actually, like the dating videos from the 80s? Like, remember when they <laughs> used to get like, the VHS things and then people go, Hi, <laughs> my name's Dave. Yeah, what this is going to turn into. I'm just going to change my Tinder bio to Danny Williams, unlovable nerd, by, oh. on the back of this podcast. Oh, that's not... <laughs> well, there we go. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> i tell you what I've seen today um, for next week's theme. Um, remember that video? I've got it here, but you won't be able to hear it, unfortunately. Um, it was a BBC, one of these maybe Sky One documentaries about a fun fair. And the guys that work on the waltzes. Yeah. The, the perverts on the waltz, <laughs> the lying perverts on the waltz. If you don't know what we're talking about, here's the clip. Waltzes real, right? Buzzing, money, pussy, having it. Come on. Lee and his mates used to work at Ocean Beach Fair and are happy to swap tales about rides on the waltzes. Six or seven shags a day, easy. You know, if not more at night time, you know, when you went out after the fair had shut, like, there'd be beaver in the clubs and that, you cop for them, take them home, then the next day you start again. If you're up for it, get a job on the waltzes, because there's no else Fanny Magnet. Fanny Magnet. <laughs> beaver everywhere. Absolute nonsense. If you, if you get a chance to see any of this, please... It's it's comedy gold, and then they're walking down the street, Bill Honk, and they're just throwing the, throwing the vickies up at them and stuff. It's just an, it's thoroughly impressive stuff. But uh, the fun fair is what we're going for this week. Go on, Dan. You're, you'll have something up your sleeve. Two cups instead of tea cups. Very good. I'll go. Oh, actually, three cups <laughs> instead nice. of tea cups because we want three cups and even better. Even better. I'm going for it. The louder you scream, the faster the McBride. Very good. Yeah. I'm sure you can come up with better. Um, but that's the theme this week. You can go waltzers. You can go big wheels. You can go candy floss, popcorn, hookah duck. You name it. We are open for it. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. It's the club shop of shame. Where have you seen St. Johnson players and what have they been? No, it's not. No, that's that's the Georgia boy on the Royal. I am ring rusty. My ring is rusty, <laughs> which is not ideal. Well, unpolished. It certainly is. Like most of this shit in the club shop of shame. Crap merch. Clubs have got it. Send it in to us. We want to discuss it. 
we've had some absolute garbage over the years from surfboards, cornhole tables, pool cleaning robots. Give the robot its due. It was a robot. Exactly, and it did have a purpose. It cleaned pools. And it was a robot, which <laughs> makes it cool. Right, anyway. What is this week? On a return, what is our Club Shop of Shame entry? So it was only right that um, we turn to, because I think we have a few rattling about from before the break, but it was only right we turned to our old mucker, Craig Middleton, for this one, who sent us in an absolute barrel of that we're just going to be able to keep going back to time and again. Yeah, it's our go-to. Whenever we're a bit desperate. He sent us a screenshot of it, and I've actually managed to find it online, and it is there's so much more to it than I could have ever imagined. Um, because it's the... It's the summertime, right? I mean, you won't really know it, but it's the summery time. And, you know, you like, you like to keep cool in the summertime, right? I like to go out of the old swimming hole. But if you are, uh, if you do have an eye for a life of luxury, you might even bring the old swimming hole to yourself. If you are, if you want to bring the old swimming hole to yourself and also um, you are, a fan of football giants Bayern Munich, who, despite their own best efforts, literally cannot lose a league title. Like, they really tried last season. <laughs> and they actually managed to fail at losing a league title. Um, That's their thing, in it? Winning, winning titles. It's all they've got. Yeah, right. just, winning, yeah just winning the title. And producing every... merch, which I am completely sitting on the fence with at the minute. Unless you can convince me this is shit, because I think this is all right. <laughs> right. Well... There's a lot to it. There's a lot. There's been development since Craig sent us the screenshot. As I found out online, anyway, right. It is the Pool Alliance Arena, which is a paddling pool in the shape of um, the Alliance Arena. I think it's cool. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> but I don't, right. But I don't see why it's necessary. And also, I think you're on your own because it has sold out now. But it sold out once it was reduced from forty-one euros ninety-eight to sixteen seventy-seven. Yeah, that's which isn't a glowing endorsement that the Atten Hock. Well, in fact, it's more than that because the original version Craig sent us was um, sixty euros. So the base had to knock about forty-five euros off it to get rid of it. This is what we've done with the Elliot Parish mugs. <laughs> And who still didn't work. No. Um, speaking of Elliot Parish mugs and theme team and the like, um, everyone who has won theme team, um, Ian Buckley, Big Tall Paul, um, they will still get a mug. I am on it this week. This is my hill to die on. Everyone that has won a mug will get a mug this week. Yeah. We'll sort it. Anyway. We will sort it. When I say we... Sam will sort it because he has the mugs. Right. Anyway, but I'll help in whatever way I can. Anyway. <laughs> I've got to do some convincing here. I'm still, I'm the still in the, the yes camp as in this is, could be the first item. On a return, the first item never not to go into the club shop with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm trying to look for help from the website here. In which I'd normally go to the description to product information, logo type, printed logo, 
article number, which I think is article number 25794. You're not really giving me a lot here, Bayern. Size and fit. Says dimensions, material and care, material, PVC. You horny, horny Germans with your PVC. Right. Describe the look of the pool for me, because I think it's a good-looking thing, and it's quite a, a clever design. <laughs> they've taken the thought, do you know what our stadium looks like? A paddling pool, and then they've gone with it. <laughs> like, I'm really struggling here, because I sort of hate shit like this, but I actually can't find a decent way I'm going to change your mind on it. Because it's... It's just a paddling pool in the shape of Bayern's ground. The, the bottom and they've of, even drawn the, out a pitch as the base. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. The bottom of the pitch is green with the pitch mark and his little badge. And on the outside, it looks like the Allianz Arena with like the kind of the light show on the outside. I think it's a fine-looking thing, but not for €60, Euro, certainly. But now it's €16.77. Euro and it's sold out. They've and it's sold they've, out. They've but... found their price point. Sam... So we might have actually covered a lot of bases here. We might have not been able to tick off any of the essential criteria for entry to the club shop of shame, but I'm going to bring in a new one. Danger. <laughs> oh, I'm, you, you've piqued my interest. Description. There's underneath add to cart, which you can't do because it's sold out. There's an information box. Never leave your child unattended. Danger of drowning, exclamation mark. For swimmers only, exclamation mark. <laughs> For home use only, exclamation mark. But so, essentially, whilst it's very subjective as to whether it's good or not, it does serve a function because kids would love it. In the end, they got a reasonable price on it. However, death trap. Therefore, <laughs> it will enter the club shop of shame of being a death trap. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that one. But did you ever see the, it was in the rounds on, I think it might be in Instagram, one of the infomercials from the 70s or 80s about um, don't boil a kettle on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No. no. I'll send you. It's absolutely tremendous. Um, what I'll do is I'll find the audio and I will insert it in the podcast here. There's too much water in that kettle. And now the lid's on crooked. And that means disaster for this lady. Because she is on a boat. Don't boil a kettle on a boat. There you go, that's frighteningly scary. But yeah, I will send you that and let you know it. It's absolutely can, it's tremendous. But yeah, death trap. The fact that they've had a couple of explanation marks there. You say for swimmers only. You're not swimming in it, it's a paddling pool. If you're drowning, you're not swimming out of that. I like the Homer Simpson method of things where you you got a hot dog and a beer and you just sat in the uh, sat in your paddling pool. <laughs> but Club Shop of Shame, if you have seen anything that may be worthy, I am still on the fence. I think we should put this to a poll as well over the weekend. Is this worthy of going in the Club Shop of Shame? Dan says yes. I say no. Um, yeah, I had to scrap really hard to say yeah. <laughs> but I do get the death trap bit. So just bear in mind that everyone, when you come to vote, if you literally want children to die, then you can vote with Sam. <laughs> if you want, if you um, if you do not, and you want the children of Bavaria safe and sound, come see your old dad. <laughs> oh, now, now I feel bad. Right, let's move away from murky waters and talk about women's football. The Women's World Cup is on at the minute and the glorious Perthshire Princesses, the Riverside Ravens, are returning to action on Sunday as they take on Stirling University in what better time 
to speak to the management duo of Jamie Reynolds and Kev Candy. We spoke to them earlier on and this is what happened. Remember when Celtic decided to have two managers at the same time? Yeah, yeah, it was um, mixed results. Very much mixed results, the mix being shit and very shit. But move forward 25 years and the mighty fine St. Johnson women's team are doing just the same thing, but obviously with greater, greater results forthcoming. We've got the, the management duo of Jamie Reynolds and Kev Candy with us. How are you? Good evening, good evening. I'm all the better after that wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel special. <laughs> How have you did you have you worked together before you joined Saints? What's your background together? Zero, not a thing. <laughs> until we did until we until we did our first session together, I think we maybe only knew of each other as, as names on a bit of paper or a name in passing. Um, so the fact that um, we've integrated fairly well together, <laughs> wouldn't call it a miracle, but it's certainly fortunate. Yeah, you it, it was love at first sight, obviously. I think so. Jamie, how are you finding getting on with Kev? Is it, have you worked with like a, in a dual management role before? Um, Kev's great. Um, I'll, I'll start with that. No, in terms of my previous club, um, we, we were called the management team, but um, it, was, it certainly wasn't a, um, a duo the way that, that, that Kev and I have, have kind of kind of taken on it was when Mark brought the two of us in to kind of form part of his backroom staff in, in January um, this probably wasn't what either of us expected it to look like um, moving forward but I think just the way that um, the way that things kind of kind of panned out it, it made sense to do so so we've we've done okay so far um, but obviously the the real thing starts on Sunday so we're looking forward to it it is indeed. Um, before we get to this season, uh, you kind of took over in January. Was it January you took over, slightly before that? January we came in. Um, I think it was about March or April time that Kev and I mm-hmm. took the reins of of being the managers. But it was certainly, it was the first week in January we came in, yeah. And you've had a flying start, like the the form at the Riverside, certainly, because you were away for, from there in a massive run of away games. And you came back to, I think it was 46 consecutive home games. And then he's done awfully well. Yeah, no, we did. Sorry, Kev, I was waiting on you. Do you know what this is like? Do you know when they've got the chase and then there's four of them at the end and they're all looking at each other and nobody hits a button to hit pass? That's why I always think at the chase. That's why I always think at the chase at the end, if you're on your own, you're fine because you can just rattle through the questions. When there's four, you're just going to look at each other going, mm-hmm, you go, you go. Um, what, I'll say, what I'll probably do is I'll, uh, what I'll do going forward is I will uh, say, I'll direct a question to each of you individually. Maybe right. that'll be okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, probably easier. So, first question. Danny, what did you have for tea? Uh, I had chilli con carne. Lovely stuff. Kev, okay, what did you have for your tea? I can't remember, and that's what comes with being into my 40s now, I'm afraid. <laughs> senility, is, <laughs> senility is gripping St. Johnson Women's <laughs> Football Club quite early. Uh, I think it's... I had lasagna, actually, the more I think about it. I think it was lasagna left over. <laughs> yeah. We've Mexican, we've got Italian. Jamie? Uh, I'm having a Lidl's pizza, so <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what uh, what country of origin you can call that, but... What's Lidl's? Are they German? I think yeah, so. Yeah, German. But it's obviously Italian cuisine, so the Italians and Germans getting together. If I know my history, that has some unpleasant consequences. <laughs> <laughs> but with some, to be fair, without the two of them, you would not have delicious pizza from Lidl's. 
£2.39, certainly not. Nice. I had my money and cheese, so again, I'm sticking with the Italian theme there. Anyway, we've gone off piece. Yeah, form in January, Jamie. Um, it was coming in, your your home form was was fairly superb, and it gave you a, a right good charge up the table, especially like against like Montrose, because it was a, a pretty grim away game uh, where you shipped a few goals, certainly, and then the home fixture was certainly a, a marked improvement. Yeah, certainly when, when we came in, um, our first game was away to Kelly, second game was away to Montrose and both were defeats and then we've won against Gart Cairn. So our, our away record for I think it was our first seven games was um, a bit of a mixed bag. But when we got back home, um, the girls had previously had quite a, a decent undefeated streak at home. Um, and we kind of we were able to to continue on with that. We had a slight change of shape as well, which um, probably suited the girls a bit better as well. We were able to concede less and score more, which is which is always advantageous. Um, but yeah, so general form coming towards the the end of last season, we were we were in a decent place. Certainly, and you were pretty unlucky, Kev, going into like so it was a four way battle to get that that final space. Um, but kind of just came up just short, but it was a, a certainly a, a a good old attempt to to get in that place in the, the in that position in the first place. Yeah, and I think that was something that we, that we had in in mind as as the season was progressing. I mean, we can't underestimate the the challenges that sort of any new manager or management team would face. Obviously, coming in partway through a season, um, sort of robs you the opportunity to to move players around in the summer or potentially bring bring new faces in. So for us, this half season was very, very much about ensuring stability and trying to explain to the players the, you know, the thought process or how myself and JB wanted to approach the game, and most importantly, trying to secure that buy-in from the players. Because at the end of the day, if the players don't believe in what you're trying to put over, you're not going to. Um, you're not going to get the end results off it. So the fact that we did get as good a series of results in that six-month period as we did, I think is probably testament to proving that we are moving in the right direction and now we can start this season on a pretty solid footing. Exactly right. Um, Dan, have you got anything? If not, I'll crack on. You you know what? Just something uh, Kev picked up on at the end. I'm actually going to direct this to Jamie, though, um, because... When I've interviewed Kev after matches before, um, it's made you angry some, so I want to avoid that. I'm the one asking um, the end of you, I think just the point uh, you picked up on at the end there, Kev, um, was obviously a solid footing going into the new season. So does, does the fact you had such a strong end to last season make you sort of more confident of getting off to a flyer this time round? Carrying on, I think so. Um, like like Kev alluded to, um, we were very much wanting to kind of set the foundations last season. Um, we we didn't write it off by any stretch of the imagination. We wanted to to have success, but um, we did always have one eye on on this year and um, and and setting those targets. So for us, probably. Um, testament to the girls that, that they obviously finished the season strong. We wanted to retain most of the squad um, and we wanted to to really work with them, adding in a couple. Um, let's not pretend otherwise. We needed to add in a couple of um, a couple of positions and really work with that group 
being able to bed into this season. So, um, yeah, we're probably quietly confident about um, about where we are as a group. The the challenge will be that um, that there's probably six or seven other teams in the league that that are all quietly confident at this stage uh, as well. So, preseason comes with a lot of optimism. How is how have you found preseason so far, Kev? Um, it's achieved what we looked to achieve, and by that we we sat down literally with a blank piece of paper ahead of the preseason period and said, amongst the management group, what do we actually want to get out of our preseason? The aims that we came up with was giving players challenges at differing levels of opposition. So, for example, our first two games were against. Um, Championship level sides. Our following two games were against SWPL one sides, and then we finished off uh, against East Fife on Sunday there. So each individual game brought a different kind of challenge. You know, how you or the challenges that the individual players and as a group are faced with when playing an Aberdeen firing on all cylinders is obviously perhaps different from playing Edinburgh City in their first game, for example. So there was a good deal of. what would you call fault finding and fault resolution that we needed to carry out off the back of those friendly games. But the thing that we we very much wanted to stress to the players was the results really don't matter during the pre-season period. It's the performance and the outcomes from these games that was vitally important. And I think from my side anyway, and you know, Jamie can pitch in as well, is I think it was mission accomplished in that regard. Yeah, totally. Um, in terms of, in terms of as Kev alluded to, we, we did want to plan out preseason correctly. Um, all the focus was on making sure that the girls were in the absolute perfect condition to um, to start the season this coming Sunday. Um, and I think, uh, I hope anyway, that that we've done that. Um, obviously, we we wanted to kind of look at last season and how we played and yes there was a lot of a lot of good things but there was also things that you just simply don't win the league by playing in certain ways that, that we had to last season so we need we needed to change a few things um and again when you you're against a, a high level championship side it gives you a good a good base and then similarly when you go and face a an Aberdeen and a Dundee United, and you're you're really challenging the players to go and carry out those things against the higher level opposition. Um, it, it shows probably where we need to make sure that we are in twelve months' time, so that we can go and compete with the likes of Aberdeen and Dundee United if we're successful in our objective of of winning the league. Brilliant. And there's a bit of a clientele change, Jim. I'll just stick with you just now. Um, lost Becky Cameron. Who's, who went off to Motherwell. Megan Sidey, who's been with the club forever, uh, went to Dundee United. Had to bring in a, a new goalkeeper. Uh, Bobby was obviously with us. Um, have, have you found it easy to attract players or have you found it a bit of a chase to kind of get them in? How have you, how's the recruitment process been this summer? I'll let Kev speak specifically about the goalkeeping department because that's obviously his. But in terms of just generally with our recruitment, um, what was really important for us was Yes, we want to try and identify and speak to the correct player, but it was really important that we spoke to the correct person as well. Um, I think we've said this internally and externally that this is probably the closest dressing room that I've certainly been a part of, um, which is a, a massive blessing, but 
it's then a delicate thing is you need to make sure that you're if when you are recruiting that you're bringing in the right personnel rather than just she's a good player but will she fit in so that was the first thing um that we considered when we spoke to uh, or when we even spoke about any player was where they the correct person so that's probably been the the biggest thing rather than us trying to identify oh is it challenging to get them to come to Perth or is it the the right um the right move to attract a player that's currently playing SWPL one to us or Do they like Shepherds? It wasn't really it wasn't really anything about that. It was more are they the correct character to add to it? um and, and I think we've certainly we've certainly done that. I think so. Kev, goalkeeping side of things. Um, Groton, a new keeper from who was with Livingston last season. Bobby was always here already. But um, before we get on to goalkeepers, actually, um, I stumbled across Becky Cameron's um, TikTok page, which I never oh, knew I'm about. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Honestly, God, I went yeah, down a rabbit okay? hole. I sat for an hour, two hours lying in my bed watching every single video that that girl had to offer. Is anybody <laughs> going to be replacing her next season on the TikTok front? I, we heard rumours about this on Tuesday night, I believe. Jamie might be able to keep it, but I heard so, certainly somebody was talking about it, so I cannot remember who it is, nor would I confirm, nor deny um, <laughs> its actual presence, but I believe there might be a resurgence of some sort, but we'll just need to wait and see. We'll post out links on all relevant social pages <laughs> when that becomes a thing. Um, yeah, so the goalkeeping department, uh, you needed to bring in uh, recruitment, um, and how has that been? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to touch on is um, how pleased we are for for Megan and um, Becky moving up in SWPL1. It's obviously a testament to the hard work that they've put in um, with our goalkeeping coach, Callum Brodie, who was with us last season. Um, obviously, I'm wearing the goalkeeping hat this year as well, which, um, you know, talking about old age, my legs aren't enjoying that one little bit, but we'll need to get past that somehow. But yeah, we had a, we had a major problem in that, obviously, two talented goalkeepers had moved on. And obviously, Bobby, with the club and contributing to the club, but by her own admission, has not played an awful lot of football um, since having our first child. So it was just totally understandable. So we were aware that we were going to have to bring in at least one goalkeeper, um, Ellie was a, a player Ellie Mitchell was a player that I was aware of already she had played at Dundee United um, alongside one of my former goalkeepers from forward back in the day Fiona McNichol so I was aware that she had taken a, uh, a little sabbatical from football post Dundee United and then had joined up with Livingston um, towards the end of last season and had kind of gotten herself back up to speed so obviously we have a couple of she's an ex-Sterling player we had a couple of ex-Sterling um, players in our squad of course so you know hitting on what Jamie said there we want to make sure that we're bringing the right kind of characters into the club and certainly LACV in that regard came back covered in golden stars and I'm certainly pleased to report that you know once she's knocked off a little bit of that initial ring rust if you will um, you know our, our development trajectory has been coming on leaps and bounds and the same for Bobby as well who's up to training regime as well so for both goalkeepers starting from a position where they've not actually played an awful lot of games in the last six to nine months even stretching to a year they're both doing phenomenally well at the moment um, and we're really really pleased with them Brilliant have you got anything Dan? Uh-oh. This is the problem when we do it over this because Dan usually gives me a wee thumbs up or a signal so I can see if he's going to chip in but we're, we're currently playing blind here 
Um, no, no, cool. so I'm, right. I'm, I'm all right. Cool. Uh, right, so I will. So with the obviously with the St Johnson kit launch, uh, Hannah and Bobby were involved in that. The Women's World Cup's on at the moment. Um, it's a good time for women's football in general. You would think, and you'd think you'd like to see this reflect through through numbers through the door. Jamie. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think for us, it's it was important that um, that we made sure the footballing side was right, um, and that will then attract people to, to come and watch. It's one of those ones that um, if you're a, a St Johnston fan and you then are, are having a look and you see that the um, the women are getting beat every week, then you go, well, what's the point in going along? Whereas if you see you, the scores, and obviously you guys are doing a fantastic job of, of, of promoting promoting our, our, our game, and you see that, okay, they're winning again, they're winning again, and, and hopefully they're, we're then on a on a bit of a title run that you can then go, okay, it's quite exciting. So for us, it was important to get the football side right first. Um, but for me, yeah, I think the game is growing so, so fast. Um, you can see it from the, the amount of girls that are playing the game, um, whether that be through um, our, our youth partnership with, with Genefield, whether that be just nationally, the numbers of girls and women that are playing the game is just skyrocketing and things like um, as much as it's uh, down in England, the Lionesses winning the Euros when obviously the World Cup being on just now, um, it is, it's a fantastic inspiration. So for us, I think as the game grows and, and as we here in St Johnston get better and better, then um, we hope that there'll be more and more people coming through the door to um, to come and support our girls on. Brilliant. And before we touch on the opener on Sunday against Stirling University, uh, the Match Day magazine run by Kenneth Stuart Cowper uh, compiles it and it's available online. It's a great read and it really does give you loads of insight about the women's team and all the sponsorship opportunities and the like. But there was a feature in that programme uh, called The Mole where... Um, They'd give you kind of all the inside kind of scoops and gossip about what was happening inside the club that maybe you wouldn't hear otherwise, like kind of chaos and antics getting up at training. Now we've got our own mole in the in the squad, so um, I've been just been given a couple of code words here, and I've just been asked to say the following code words to you, and you can tell me what these words mean to you. So the first word is Crocs. <laughs> um, I hate them. Kev, okay. I don't know what your thoughts are on them. I can have my head turned now and again for convenience, <laughs> but... <laughs> We've got some shockers in the squad, some absolute shockers. There's there's Crocs with gibbets, there's Meg has a pair of Crocs that are like 200 quid Lightning McQueen ones. Yeah, I despise them, but if it keeps the girl happy, then I whatever. Two hundred pound Crocs, but you sure they were an Alexander McQueen's for two hundred quid Crocs? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's absolutely outrageous. So who who's well? Remember Hannah at the um, Player of the Year awards was kicking about in a pair of Crocs, and everybody else had their, their nice kind of shoes and stuff on. So um, she's definitely kind of guilty of it being a Croc pair. So you aren't a fan, Jamie. So we recommend no. not turning up to uh, the given. Oh, about the Player of the Year awards, I have to apologise. Um, I don't think we told this story on um, on the podcast, Dan, but. We were at the Women's Player of the Year Awards and we were getting a taxi into town and the taxi pulled up. And <laughs> 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 yeah, they, these guys over the story is going. And the guy went, uh, is it Johnson? I went, sure, sure, why not? So we jump in and we get to the top of McDermott Park at the car park and the guy they said, the, the people are waiting outside McDermott, your taxi, somebody else is just jumping in. I went, are you Johnson? I went, 
no, no, we're not, no. Then then we just had to get and walk this way. That was after you... I stole some of your beer as well, so I have to apologise for that first and foremost. You shut the bed. <laughs> you totally and utterly bottled that, by the way. Yeah, I wasn't wearing socks over, so I really needed. To, I just wanted to sit down. Oh, oh my this, god! Oh my god! <laughs> I managed to get through twenty-five minutes of this without the lack of socks coming up. There's never been a time since then since I haven't worn socks. So um, there we go. Right. Anyway, the next quote, the next, well, the very last quote I've got written down is Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, you'll be well aware of the, the Tim Hortons franchise chains that, that you know continue to spring up over Scotland. Um, I think the second or third one that they opened was just at the start of lockdown um, nearer my neck of the woods. So at that time, I discovered how good and how cheap their breakfasts were. Oh, yeah. um, you know, if, if anybody happened to look at me, you know, you can um, be rest assured that I, I quite enjoy a breakfast now and again. <laughs> um, so the, when I when we all sort of come, came together as a management staff, oh, we'll need to meet up before a game. Oh, well, we could just meet at Tim Hortons for breakfast. Oh, fabulous. So before game days, before training, when we were doing players one-to-one meetings, both in Dunfermline and Perth, Tim Hortons was the venue. So how we haven't managed to sort of land an in-kind sponsorship from there, if Tim Hortons Perth franchise happened to be watching, um, we will quite happily put over your dark roast coffee and uh, vanilla lattes as much as possible for a consummate gift card to an according value. It'd be much appreciated. Do you get a Tim Hortons black card, I wonder? Oh, that would be amazing. That's can you thing. imagine that? To be fair, I can see Tim Hortons from my current abode, which is very handy. Um, yes, so I like that thinking. That is my, thinking. my local. So yeah, well, I'll certainly put in a good word for you. But yeah, Tim Hortons daft is how we uh, kind of how we make up that one. Right, let's move to can this. I, sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry, can I just come in here? When you say current evolved, right? What, what you mean there is your mum's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean my mum's. Right, the first good. Thing. Can, sorry, oh, just oh, just oh, just oh, wanted oh, to clear that up. Right, thanks for that, Dan. I am 40 years old in September and I'm recording a podcast with my mate in my mum's spare room. I don't think I could have hit lower, but here, here we are. Have you, have you got socks on? Uh, yes, I do have socks. So yeah. Well, you well you could you could hit lower then. Let's move on. The Crocs. I've got Crocs. On the, <laughs> the new finest point. Right this Sunday. Um, but I was like, yeah, you've thrown me off that. Yeah, this Sunday, the season opener, uh, St. Johnson women return to the Riverside to play Stirling University. One o'clock kickoff on Sunday, free for St. Johnson season ticket holders, but it's only just five or for adults anyway. Unlike Ross County on Saturday, which we'll talk about later on the podcast, 28 quid to get in after a £42 train. That is absolutely insane. For the same thing, if you're not going up to Ross County, take, take your Sunday football to, to the Riverside, a fiver. A bargain, free, as I say, with the season take older. Are you all prepared and ready to go, Kev? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the sole aim of the pre-season period was to get ourselves in the best possible shape for the start of this week, the start of the first game week. Um, we have, we're out on our travels. We've had a look at Sterling a couple of times. We know what they'll bring to the table. But more importantly, we'll have full confidence of what we're going to bring to the table as a collective group as well. So um, if you can't be confident going into your first game of the season, you know you should probably just give up right now. So I'm um, very optimistic for Sunday. 
brilliant. And Jamie, how are the the girls uh, feeling for it? Are they all are they all raring to go? Yeah, I think the the mood in the camp um, over the last kind of couple of weeks that we we got a few friendlies and under our belt it was right we we need that kind of competitive action so um it feels good to kind of be in into a game week and actually rather than just maybe working on a a, a bit of conditioning or working on um a little bit of ball work and that technical endurance now we're actually preparing for a, a, an opposition which which is nice for for us and it's going to be nice for the girls tomorrow night at training on, on, on Thursday as well so um yeah no the, the the mood is that we all can't wait now we all can't wait um we we know what we want to do we know what we need to do um and I we just can't wait to get going brilliant and neither can we um if you can't make the game, but because we've got a, a wide range of listeners, um, some people like going to the football, but some people are business owners and sponsorship. There is different sponsorship opportunities still available uh, with the women's team, which would definitely benefit from uh, their support. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we've been very fortunate with the, the level of sponsorship that's come into the team direct with us this year, but also as part of a joined up sponsorship approach um, with the overall club. Obviously, we're wearing the lovely new kit that I know some of you guys have modelled already same sponsor on the front you know a lot of common sponsorship over both the men and women's side and I think that's extremely important we do still have opportunities available you know where the one thing that is consistent with our team is the amount of stuff that they throw in their bags um, so the bags have really seen better days so they're due a replacement so we're certainly looking for a bag sponsor at the moment for the team um, there's also opportunities to support your you know your favourites and Johnson women's players directly through a direct player sponsorship or a boot sponsorship or a travel sponsorship details on the, the sponsorship offerings are on our social media channels um, further information can be obtained by speaking to Matt Nisbet who is of course our general manager who has no I know he's been on the show before and hopefully in the next little while there'll be further information available on our dedicated website also dedicated website yes or certainly a women's section within the main site we're just putting the final touches on how it's all going to tie together so that's a bit of a a dogger saints exclusive for you well here we go um are are you running that i know you're very uh, tech heavy kev are you gonna be running that and giving away player of the years before the the official announcements made again or anything i can can neither confirm nor deny um that um but i can confirm that it will be quite swish and quite easy to use so those are the two abiding hallmarks of it protocol um (laughs) And not PowerPoint. <laughs> you, you just stick to your keynote and have done with it, Sunshine, on your on your wee shiny Apple Mac. So, <laughs> on an earlier point, uh, I forgot to to bring it. I wrote it down in my notes. When you said you sat down with a blank sheet of paper, I cannot believe all the restraint you had not to draw a giant cock and balls in it because that's all I can do when I see a bit of paper lying about. I'm fucked. But you are obviously much more mature than I am, certainly. But um, the Twitter page STJWFC uh, on Twitter. All the details of the very first. Uh, post on that is about the bag sponsorship so go on give the girls a follow and if you can get down on sunday i know firsthand the girls will really appreciate it if you're coming down and watching the coffee is absolutely brilliant yeah absolutely um thank you very much for for everything that you guys do obviously it's mm-hmm. 
it's massively heartwarming to 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 see you guys obviously interacting with the players and stuff on a weekly basis, and um, it all adds to adds to our experience of it as well. So a big thank you to to you two as well. Oh, you yep. guys, you bit of flirts. Uh, I need to work on my flirting, <laughs> obviously. Um... <laughs> oh, awkward, awkward. <laughs> but no, um, it's been really, really appreciated. And honestly, see when I seen um, Bobby and Hannah do the, the kit launch, I felt like a proud ma. I went, oh, we've, got, we've gone all the way here. It's been an absolute pleasure, chaps. And we will see you on Sunday. As I say, get down there and we'll see you all there. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Uh, cheers, boys. Nice bunch. Yeah, yeah, really um, good set of lads. Um, Jamie and Kev, absolutely spot on. So, um, and you know, along with um, along with Mark, the general manager, got really big ambitions this season for the team and where they want to take the club. So, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, I heartily endorse. I say it all the time. We say it all the time. Really, really heartily endorse. Getting down, uh, getting down Riverside on a Sunday. It's a, it's, especially if you got kids and stuff like that. It's a really family friendly atmosphere. Um, as you like to say, Sam, you get the, the the cheapest or the best price to volume coffee. Pound in for, Scottish pound, for pound based coffee in Scottish football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just great. And look at the end as well. If your season ticket holder at McDermott. You're getting anyway. Like, what what else are you doing better on a Sunday? You can't tell me. You're doing nothing better on a Sunday. I tell you what I used to do. Lie about and stew my own piss hungover to fuck. Not anymore, my friend. I still do that. Yeah. I've done remarkably well last a month. I know. I remember. I remember last time, yeah. I had a drink. That wasn't ideal. <laughs> that was not ideal. Not ideal <laughs> by any stretch of <laughs> means. It was, uh... That jumped up the notch. Yeah, that, that, that escalated, apparently. Um, but we will move on. Um, thank you to once again to Jamie and Kev. And if you do go down the riverside on Sunday, you'll see us here. Come and, come and join us. We usually just stand around and have coffee and talk about how great it is. Yeah. Um, coffee, and if they've got hot dogs on, we might sample a few of them. If not, Sam might order McDonald's again. Oh, did that you can. Deliver it straight to the ground. Not many football places can do that and there's usually a couple of doggos kicking about as well which is always a nice touch ah you can't be you can't be as as I say it's great great atmosphere um, it's good football and yeah you, I, I just guarantee it to anyone and if you are you know unsure whether whether you'd enjoy it I can guarantee you give it a go you'll absolutely enjoy it it's, well, it's great fun well said Daniel right Ross County on Sunday Saturday Ross County on Saturday well, I'll be watching it on Sunday on the telly because I'm not fucking going. Tell you that for free. Nah, I'm not going. Yeah, fuck um, them. Fuck them. Costs it all, and a lot of the costs aren't Ross County's fault. I will admit. It is for being based in Dingwall. Do name MK Don's and move. Do you know move, what? Move the franchise. Move to in Stirling or something. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I probably would do that all. Roaring Roy McGregor. Um, given the chance you know what it won't be so bad I'd swap them for Inverness in the league by the way that extra bit up to Dingwall is a massive pain in the arse yeah. it's all I wouldn't say it's looking like an important game already but any points you can take off those will likely be around us 
at the bottom end of the table is a positive. Um, and also, you know, anywhere that you have to pay a hundred, you have a hundred quid down before you've even is, bought is that, a pint. Is that the costing of it? Is that what you've worked out? Well, that's what I've worked it out at. Admittedly, you can do this differently. But you are, everyone, if you get the train, I know folk will drive up or get the supporters bus or whatever. But if you are getting the train up, you're 60 quid before you've even, 60 quid on your train to Inverness and, well, return train to Inverness and the ticket. Then you've got to somehow get to Dingwall and back, which you can do a bit cheaper than taxiing it. And then you've got to think about food. You're probably going to, if you're out all day, you're going to, Probably buying three square meals. So fourteen hour shift in it. Aye, aye. It's a it's a long old day. Um, I'm actually I've because I've not done Easter Road in a while on Edinburgh away day in a while. I've got that earmarked next month. Yeah, that's my first. I wonder day. if they'll do the cheap tickets again. Maybe, maybe. Mind you, we've not given them all that much in return. Um, yeah, it's not deal. But, but yeah, um, twenty eight quid for a ticket for Ross County, forty two. It's just it prices a lot of people out the game. Um, I know they are further away, but surely they can. Twenty eight pound is just a price point which is just too high for the majority of folk. I would say. Do you know what someone pointed out? Right, and people are rightly saying because obviously this is my hobby horse. I'm not even hobby horse. My just hill to die on is that we need a regulator for. Prices across the board because it is just getting ridiculous to go to football. Um, but what people say, oh, you know, 26 quid at McDermott, it's what we were charging last week, which is again too much. But it was actually, if you're taking, if you're an adult and taking two kids, it's 20 quid cheaper to go to McDermott. Yeah. So, that it will be go accounting this weekend. So there is there is that and saying so, you know, quite rightly, get a lot of deserved credit for that. Um well based on based on that as well, um I've got a season to get this season with me, the two boys, and my dad, who's now sixty five, so he's got a concession season ticket. I was six hundred and ten quid all in, which works at just a touch over a hundred and fifty pound per head for the season. And that is great value when you look at it like that. Uh, you got buyer's remorse about that season ticket, don't you, old man? <laughs> yeah. Immediate buyer's remorse. Um, you had a good away day but... in Alloa, and after that, that was something. Oh, I'll get a season ticket. And then he's uh, even we Miles, we're talking about that with... Um, I forgot to bring it up earlier on with uh, Kevin Jamie that they were talking about um, if the, the, the football's good, then you'd want to come along. Miles was already saying they have to go to the football on Saturday. That was for the Hearts game. He'd already been to Stenhouse Muir away, seen them get beat. Sterling Al being at home, seen them get beat. And Air United at home seen them get beat. The only game he missed was the Aloha game, obviously. Which we won. Which we won, yeah. yeah. Then, so <laughs> um, he's, he's four for five. He's lost. He's seen all four defeats this season. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah, keep him away um, from future games. Um, but yeah, I think it's not great. Um, and I don't think we'll have a. I hope we get a decent turnout. Fair play to anyone going up. But if we don't, then we don't. And I don't particularly care at this point because at some point we're going to have to 
something is going to give. We're in the middle of a cost of living crisis. Everyone's feeling the pinch. And even people like me who, you know, don't I don't do anything much other than go to football. Even I'm having to pick and choose, like, what games I'm gonna, what away games I'm gonna go to. Mm-hmm. Wish I'd not bought a season ticket. That could have saved me hundred quid to put two away games. But the thing is, we are committed to the cause, and we will follow our team. But again, as you say, sometimes we just have to nip it in the bud and go look. Um, two hundred pound day for a for an away game at Ross County when. Exactly. It's, the one's closer at home than yeah. But uh, for anybody who is going up there, well done, good luck, and I hope you have a bloody fantastic day. Get a venison pie. What a rare treat they are. Oh, I had delightful. Absolutely delightful. Um, yeah, so other than that, um, go try and enjoy the football. If, yeah, try your best. We'll be back next week as well with another guest. We've come to the end of the podcast. It's been a rip-roaring success. I don't know what the audio will sound like. Um, we'll probably need to do a bit of tinkering with it, but we've got here regardless. And with the refresh starting jingles, Dan, I've also decided to refresh the the end tune, which this is you just finding out about for the first time here. Now, I didn't know what to go with, so I'm changing the song every week as long as it's got the word goodbye in it. Well, yeah, it was right to do it because we've had to retire... The bear in the big blue house. He's now, now in the big that... um, amber and Barrett and amber. Is that what they are? Barrett and amber house, yeah. Doesn't work. But um, yeah. we're going to kick off with the Spice Girls. Good. Yeah, it's an absolute classic and I think it's yeah. a, a fine ending to the show. But thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for continuing to support us. If you can leave a five-star review wherever you hear your podcast, that certainly helps us and it will certainly open up to the masses. And we're quite needy people. We're quite needy, so that'll certainly... Um, uh, so needy. Ego. Yeah, so, so needy. It'll just certainly so, boost so ego a little, needy, ego a little bit. So give us, drop us a five stars uh, wherever you listen to and if you can leave a wee review on, on how much you love this, that'd be great. If you, if you don't like it, uh, don't, don't, don't say anything. Yeah, like, if you've nothing nice to say, don't say it. Um, but uh, yeah, stains. no. Thanks for sorry, mate. Don't call us Wankstains. Don't call us Wankstains because um, nobody <laughs> said Wankstains for um, about twenty odd years now. Um, but no, uh, thanks to everyone for for listening, for sticking by us over the summer, um, and sticking by us with this episode. We have it has been a little bit of trial and error um, again tonight, and a little bit of us finding. A, shaking off a bit of ring rustiness and B, sort of working out the new equipment and um, it might be a couple of weeks before we're back to full full slickness. But um, no, it's been I've been thoroughly enjoying... There we go. There's the slickness. Thoroughly enjoyable being back, mate. Indeed and, it is. Uh, and speaking to you on a weekly basis, we'll probably be back just because we've had some issue with tech this week. This is why it's coming out so late in the week. But usually we're, we're, we'll be hoping for a Sunday, Monday. Uh, as per ye oldy times but we'll let Sporty, Ginger, Baby, Scary and Posh take it away and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.